Hello and welcome back to the Villa Talks podcast. Uh, back with Jugzy and Chadzi and and uh, yeah, sorry, I was laughing at the beginning, but just talking about how Chadzi and Jugzy are, are, are still not talking to each other after last 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 pod. You know, they were they were at loggerheads last time out at the opposite ends of spectrum in terms of their views. So uh, we'll see what they've got to say about last night's performance um and obviously talk about the match we're gonna do things slightly differently this time around because uh i think every time we have a, a bad performance not to say it was a bad performance but a, a bad result or result that we didn't want then uh, we end up talking sort of high level about more, more more thematic pod but this time we're going to talk more about the match and we're going to split it out in, in terms of the in terms of the match and we're going to do the good the bad and the ugly so we're going to start with the bad and get Chadzi and Jugsy's views on what was bad about last night's performance, but also what can what can be improved. Then talk about what was good, what the positives are from it, and then the ugly, which was basically what was unacceptable from yesterday's performance. So let's start with the with the bad. Chadzi, you first as always, mate. What what weren't you happy with yesterday that you think we can improve on? Um, I think a lot of it. Um, in terms of the bad, it's probably more focused on individual performances necessarily than um, the team itself and the performance. Probably come on to the performance in a more general um, way later on. But I think it w- it wasn't too bad actually, and we created plenty. And there was, um, I think, lots to lots to be positive about. But yeah, there was some there was some there was some bad thrown in there. I think um, Elmo wasn't great was he and I think he's um his time is probably up in a villa shirt we've talked about that earlier in the season it's time to move on from him he's done a great job for us he's been a great servant but you know even even his crossing now is letting him down and that's the one thing that he was always would bring to the table so his performance last night was poor um it was Conce's first like really bad game really I think in a villa shirt in a long time he's obviously at fault at fault for both the goals um, and he didn't look as calm and assured on the ball. So, you know, that that's fine. You can have a bad night and he's been generally excellent. So not going to be too critical of him, but it wasn't a great night. I thought, um, I thought the second goal, I thought Mings and uh, we've debated it on the, on the WhatsApp group, but I really do think Mings was um, let Conser down a bit there. Conser's made the mistake, which is not deliberate, but then Mings's mistake is deliberate for me, which is the weirdest thing. He's, he's taken so much time to get over and cover and try and block the shot. And I understand that Baggy's had players footing forward and if he came, comes over too early, then they potentially pass it inside. But he's just got to get over and sense the danger quicker, sooner, stop the shot. And if they do slip it inside, target's got to come over and cover that. And then if they clip it on further then fine good luck to them but make them pass it two or three times before they score rather than just running straight at our goal and just whacking one in the net so frustrating because that was a very avoidable goal in in more ways than one um not holding on to leads is becoming a bit of a theme when it was such a strength for us wasn't it earlier in the season all of a sudden I think in the last four of four of our last five games we've taken the lead and not won it and you know if that was something that we were really sort of building a foundation on and hanging our cap on earlier in the season. We seem to have lost that, which is a bit frustrating. It was a missed opportunity to go above Arsenal and work our way back into that top 10 with a couple of winnable games ahead. So that's, that that was frustrating for me. And um, yeah, generally there's been some 
um, bad performances and we're not in a great run of form, are we? But um, yeah, that that's probably my summary on the, the sort of bad things from last night. Um, also, I just want to mention, I don't want to be negative because I know he has been our an, an outstanding signing and probably our best goalkeeper in the Premier League era, but Martinez is kicking that he... That, some, it's an absolute myth that he's good with the ball at his feet. I'm sick and tired of seeing him kicking it out for throw-ins, not finding the player. I know he has created a few goals with long long hoofs up out with um, the ball out of his hand at times this season, but he's, when he's got the ball at his feet, he's nowhere near as good as he's made out to be. So, um, for me, that's something he needs to work on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting points there. Uh, Jibsy, your your thoughts on on one of the points Chadzi raised there, uh, Ming's decision to hold back and and try and block the pass rather than uh, confront Diagne and, and sort of block his shot. Do you think that was a mistake? Do you think he could have done better? Do you think he could have uh, maybe try and block the passing lane and try and get back Diagne back onto his left foot? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, I've had a look up, look back on it, and it was a tough one really because I think there was Robinson on the inside and then Pereira. Uh, as well as an option and I think I've got to agree with Chadzi I think a defender's instinct is to engage the attacker and make him make a decision and I think you've got to judge it on player and I think we saw something similar a couple of seasons ago when Van Dyke uh, was defending against Sissoko at Tottenham where he let him go onto his left foot and, and take a shot but I think this was a different sort of um, chance really because I think Diagna could make that angle onto his right foot and ultimately costed us a goal so I think Mings should have engaged and come across and I think that does highlight one of the key issues that I have with Mings. I'm, I'm a big Mings fan and I think he, he's sort of a, a standout player for us this season. But he always takes a sort of easy option when defending, I feel. Like whether that's sort of standing off uh, a shot at the edge of the box and trying to block it or not sort of engaging an attacker early enough. And I think that just summed up a, a collection of errors for that goal with obviously Conte making the initial mistakes. So I think I agree with, with Chadzi. I think Diagna is probably not the greatest player to try and play that ball across if Mings gets out to him quite quickly. I think he would have lost his composure, but that's all in hindsight. So at the moment, uh, obviously uh, Mings was unlucky because the, the goal was going wide anyway. I thought, um, yeah, and I thought the shot was going wide anyway. So obviously, Minks made it quite a valiant effort to try and block the shot. But yeah, I think it was just a poor goal to concede overall. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I mean, both both goals were unavoidable, weren't they? Um, and and we'll touch on the penalty in a, in a second. Is there anything else that you 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 picked up on in terms of what was bad in terms of our performance, players, etc., where you think we could we can improve on it? It's not like it. It was absolutely awful, but it was still not a great night for. A certain player or anything like that. Anything else you want to add, Jugs? No, I think Chazzy covered it off quite well. Um, the point I had around um, how good we've been at holding off or holding on to leads, and obviously the last two games we've lost against Man City when going one up, and against West Brom, obviously we were two one down after going up early on. So I think that's a concern because that has been a positive. And yeah, I think the defence um, wasn't great yesterday, and it's a one-off for them. They've been pretty consistent all season, so. Uh, again, worrying signs. Do you, do you think that? Do you think the? Do you think? Do you think the defense has been a bit more shaky lately? We saw, we've seen, we've conceded more goals than we normally do um, over the last five or six games. Do you think there's a bit of communication issue there, or, or something wrong there? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a slight concern. I think obviously yesterday we had a lot of possession. I think we had like seventy percent, seventy percent possession. So obviously we're gonna have more of the ball, more chances. But I think in in general games over the last couple of months. Uh, we haven't had much possession, so obviously the teams 
when they're attacking, they're going to have more chances because obviously they, they got more of the ball compared to when we had more of the ball earlier in the season. So we're all going to concede more chances. And I think I think Minks and Conser got a good understanding. I think the issue is with Martinez sometimes. I think um, I think a couple of occasions yesterday where Conser was expecting Martinez to come off his line and collect the ball into, into sort of the uh, end of the box and he, and he didn't come out and then Conser had to clear it. So it's a couple of issues. I'm sure they'll, they'll iron them out really. I don't think it's... Uh, critical in terms of what how we're performing. I don't think it's, it's the defence is the issue, really. Chads, let's move on to what was good about yesterday. Um, there were, I mean, the performance levels-wise, I watched the game back again. I always try and do that just to get it with fresh eyes because, you know, in the heat of the moment, you do react differently. Um, general levels of performance is probably one of our more fluid performances in terms of our, the way that we attacked. Uh, but what else did you take from that performance that, that you're positive about and also... Uh, in terms of the overall contribution of certain players as well. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely a lot more fluid in terms of performance and we created a lot of chances off the back of that. I think we had 24 attempts on goal, 11 of which were on target. And it's the first time since Boxing Day that um, our XG has been three or higher. So, you know, we did create a lot of chances and, we, uh, you know, I, I do think we were very unlucky not to come away winning the game. Both of Baggy's goals were avoidable, like you say, a penalty and a, a defensive error. And we just weren't quite clinical and composed enough in, in the attacking third to finish off the chances and the possession that we had and we were creating. But that's definitely a positive for me to build on, that we we did look a bit more fluid in attack. I thought Al Ghazi was, was excellent. Um, Matty Target was probably our best attacking player at times last night he he seems to be not flourishing without Grealish because he's he's a much better player without Grealish but he he's the one that's finding that space in, on that left-hand side getting in behind defenders getting the ball across the box and and really trying to make things happen and there's at times last night where I was watching his performance thinking we could do with him in central midfield to be honest because his passing is excellent his first touch is excellent his delivery is excellent he wins a tackle um and yeah it's just another outstanding performance from him so Fair play to him. He's been he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, absolutely buzzing for Keenan to get his first goal. I'm, I really like him, and he, he works hard, and that's been coming, hasn't it? I feel feel sorry for him how long that's taken him, but I really hope that's the start of the floodgates opening to opening to an extent now, and he gets a bit more time between now and the end of the season. Um, and of course, seeing Wesley back on the pitch was just a massive plus. Again, he seems like a, a great character and someone that's had to work really hard in in the face of adversity, living in a foreign country during a pandemic, trying to work his way back from a, a terrible injury. Probably been a pretty lonely place for him over the last 12 months. And to see him back on the pitch and smiling was was brilliant. And uh, again, he's someone I really hope we see a lot more of in a Villa shirt and, and goes on to prove a lot of people wrong. I thought Barkley was pretty bright in the first half. That's definitely his best performance in a while, wasn't it? His touch was there a bit more. You know, it wasn't it wasn't superb by any stretch, but he was he was a bit brighter, a bit sharper on the ball, trying to make things happen. He won the penalty, uh, and you know, a bit of character to. I know we gave away a lead, but good to see a bit of fight and character to not just not just throw the towel in at two one down and really come on strong in that last half an hour, and, and we got the goal that we deserve. So. Yeah, pl- plenty of positives as well as as well as things to work on, and um, I just hope that sort of last minute goal and um, a bit of a I know it's not a great result, but just a little bit of momentum from that last sort of five or ten minutes will give us a bit of a 
bit of an edge now going into the end of the season because I know we keep saying it, but I really don't want this season just to fizzle out over the last next six or seven games because, as mentioned on commentary last night, that that can creep over into next season if we're not careful. And before you know it, you've you're starting next season on a real negative, um, negative momentum. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think we've we've said that a few times here, and uh, hopefully Jack comes back and and sparks something in us. But you know, definitely there's something there's there are definitely things to be taken out of that game in terms of the way that we played. Um, Dino said, you know, it would have been a travesty if we'd lost that game because I think overall on the, on the general play of things, you know, we deserve definitely a draw, if not a win. And you mentioned there about, yeah, yes, you know, you can look at it one way, you know, we've surrendered a lead again in the last few games, but Fulham and this game now, we've managed to pick up points and losing positions as well. So you, you can take, look at it that way. Jokesy, what do you think it means for, for Keenan Davis now to get that, finally get that goal after 50-odd games? Um and how bright he was, how bright he's been against Fulham and, and other other sort of cameo appearances. Do you think this is a turning point for him? Uh, and also, do you think it's it's uh, what do you think of Dino's decision to bring him on as late as he did? Yeah, I think um, really pleased for him. He, he's deserved that for his sort of patience and and hard work when he comes on the pitch. And I think there's a definitely a place for him in the squad because he does give you that plan B and he makes players around him better. So he gives them. Uh, Gets, he occupies defenders, gets them um, to get into more space and we've got someone to play off. And it really helps in the last 15, 20 minutes in games and for certain games. And especially when you're not playing well as a team and the combination play is not there, he's a good shot to even start games, I'd say. And yeah, I mean, that's what's what's been missing out of his game is that sort of killer instinct. So it's good to see him uh, read that mistake from the Bartley and get a, a goal, which was well-deserved. So I think... Um, really pleased, obviously, to fight back. And I thought, yeah, Dean Smith's change was a bit late in, in coming, really. I think he put Ramsey on first and put D- Davis on for the last 10 minutes. But I think that change should have come in sort of 20 minutes, 25 minutes to go. And what I think is frustrating is sometimes you've got to utilise Watkins on the wing uh, because he's such a good player in around the box. He's a bit more of a natural footballer than, than some of our strikers in the, in the last couple of seasons. So he is a bit more versatile and he has played on the wing before. And especially when the likes of Argazi and Troy are so inconsistent. Having Watkins on the wing, I think, gives us uh, a much better option in terms of he's a goal threat. He can drop deep. He'll still occupy defenders if we want to go long to him. And Davis has someone to play off as well. So I think that just gave Smith uh, a bit of food for thought for the next couple of months, I think. Um, A couple of months, even next month or so. So I think Smith will might utilise that just to start games with, hopefully. What, do you think think Davis... Uh, leading the front line, and then yeah. Watkins and Algazi is the the wing options. Do you think that will work? Yeah, I think maybe Watkins on the right. I think just try it. Let's just try it. We need to try something different. I think we need to change it up. It's not working, and maybe a four four two because I think four three three without Jack again we we really struggle. And um, I know we got injuries and it's it's difficult, but maybe a four four two. I'm not sure if we play diamond in midfield or something, but. Um, that could be an option where we just put Davis and Watkins up front. I think now is the time to try formations and different players because, let's be honest, we're not going to make a push now for top seven, top eight. It's going to, it's going to be very difficult with the games that we've got. Um, obviously, Jack's going to be injured for a couple of weeks, so why not try a couple of different formations because the four-three-three has been sort of regimented to Smith over the last couple of seasons. And yeah, it's good when Jack plays and we've got an outlet and it works, but sometimes we just need to be a bit more adaptable looking into next season. Thoughts, Chad's on that? Yeah, I, I take the point definitely that um, it's worth trying things now. If, we, if we're not going to try things now, we never are. We've probably got six or seven games now that 
like Jugsy says, this top seven, eight is a massive, massive stretch for us now. I know we've got to play Everton twice, so <laughs> I always, I always do have a little bit of hope that there's um, a six-game winning streak in us, and we're going <laughs> to fight our way in there. But yeah, realistically, we're we're not going down, and we're not going to finish in Europe. So there is an opportunity for Smith now, especially with Wesley back and and Davis now, hopefully with a bit of confidence. Just to try a few things, and you know, Watkins has played a lot of his career in the Championship and League One at lower levels on the wing and on the flanks and attacking from those wide channels. So, you know, I know he does want to be that central striker, but let's try things. Um, and yeah, I agree with that to an extent. Whether four four two is the way to go in the Premier League, you know, there's a reason not many teams play that formation because you get completely overrun. Burnley have kind of mastered it a bit, but you don't see it very often elsewhere for 90 minutes. So um, we'll see. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's now or never really to, to try different formations and uh, players in different positions. Yeah, maybe one eye to, the, to next season as well because the rumours are we're after a new striker. So maybe a way to get... All our good players, Grealish, Watkins. You know, imagine imagine a forward line of Grealish, Watkins, and a, a top striker. You know, that that's, seems pretty uh, formidable to me compared to what we've currently got. You're going to have you know potentially two of your best players in the team playing in the attacking positions, and then potentially a third signing who hopefully is a, is a good big signing. Uh, and then you're looking maybe at the midfield positions there as well. Definitely, I think we need a, a bit of a linchpin there, don't we? We need someone a bit more combative, uh, imposing, can dictate the game. Although I do think Louise, it was a better better performance from Louise uh, and McGinn to an extent, although McGinn was a bit sloppy again with his passing. But what did you make of, uh, what did you make of Ramsey coming on jugs? And I know he, he probably thought Davis would come on earlier, but what do you make of his performance in terms of him and McGinn playing in midfield? I, th- I thought he looked fairly comfortable and yeah. his passing was fairly crisp. No, I was yeah, I was pleased with his performance. I think he just gives us that energy in the, in, when he comes on as a sub. Um, he's quite a physical sort of player, gets himself around the pitch. And when you are trying to attack and you're probably playing two midfield, two in midfield, I think Ramsey's probably the perfect choice to sit alongside McGinn. I think Louise lacks that physicality, I think. And so Smith, I think, made the right decision there. And yeah, I think that was another promising performance from Ramsey, who obviously could have been... Um, a starter, I thought, yesterday. Obviously, he went with Barkley, which I think was the right decision given Barkley was quite a good, uh, impactful impactful performance. So, yeah, Ramsey's obviously got now uh, got a few games and I think he'll get a couple of starts in them games. So, it'd be good for him in terms of his development to see where he's at. I think you can always judge him on, on his starts, not these sub-appearances. Sub and, yeah, with an eye for next season, he's definitely got a place in the squad. Whether we maybe look to loan him out, I'm not sure. I think he'll, he'll probably stay because he's he's developed. I think the season, um, and he'll he'll get better. He's very young and obviously not as experienced as the other midfielders, but he does give us that bit more dynamism um, in in midfield um, compared to what we've got currently. So um, yeah, re- really positive. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely an area to improve on though. That midfield position has been an area of weakness for us for the last few months, and probably a contributing factor to our our bad performances as well. Um, can't just can't seem to get the balance right, which I don't think is helping the likes of Louise or McGinn as well. You know, we seem to be chopping and changing formations and styles and and midfield personnel. So I don't think it's helped. But that's that's the summer. So let's leave that to the to the side for one second. Let's move on to oh, just before we say that, Chaz, you mentioned about Wesley coming back. I, I just want to reiterate how amazing it is to have him back after sixteen months. Uh, you know, Chaz has mentioned already about how tough it must have been for him. It was great to see him 
and how happy he was at the end of the game. And there's a good picture of, of, of going around of Mings hugging him. And I think, you know, you can see how much it means to the lads, how much they they wanted him back. And apparently, uh, Dino, what Dino said in, a, in, in, I think it was a post-match conference, he said that he announced the squad in the in the training session before the game. And there was a big round of applause when Wesley's name was 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 read out, uh, which is great to see. And I hope it gives him a bit of a boost because, you know, I, I, you know, he's 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 coming to criticism a lot. I think Wesley and um, uh, you know some warranted, some some unfair. I think, but you know, he's, he definitely was looking a lot better in terms of his overall play, and his, his contribution to the team before he got injured. So I hope he kicks on. You know, we the, the both Davis and Wesley have got five or six games or seven games, whatever it is. Sorry, seven games to stake a claim and, and make their mark for, for an eye to next season, really. Because if we are going to sign a new striker, then you imagine one of them will suffer. So it's their chance, really, to, to make a name for themselves uh, and, and get back in in Dean Smith's good books in terms of uh, looking at next season. But let, let's move on to the ugly part of the pod. Jugsy, I'll, I'll go to you first. Um, what What was not acceptable from yesterday's performance or all the tactics or performances of individual personnel yeah so I think I'm going to highlight something I think has been mentioned in the last pod uh, which is ball retention but I think more our passing and just looking at the stats in terms of overall this season um, our pass completion rate is at 76% which is the 14th worst in the league so that's not where we want to be at as a sort of mid-table or higher mid-table team I think that's just not acceptable and thought we started the game off yesterday really good and really positive. We tried to play the game at the right tempo. And I thought Dougie Louise especially just highlighted how important he is in that sort of deep line midfielder role. Because unlike Nakamba, he can move the ball through the lines. He can switch the play. And we play much better when he's playing as a six. I think him and McGinn started the game off okay. I think they were both playing sort of uh, that double pivot role again and taking it to, taking in turns to to attack and go forward. But I thought as the game went on, I thought McGinn was really sloppy, really poor, um, just making the same mistakes again where he's trying these long balls and they're just not coming off. And there's a couple of crosses into the box which which didn't come off. I think obviously the goal I think came from McGinn's cross in the end, but there's a couple of instances where he made the wrong choice. And I thought we were sloppy with our passing and it's something that we need to work on in the training ground. So I think with Jack and the team, you've got to look at him and he, and he leads by example because his passing is into a player's feet or into their stride. And I think a lot of times we're passing not with not enough pace on the ball or behind players and it's just stopping our attacks and stopping momentum and it's just basics of football, really. So I think that has been something that was highlighted in the last part and something that I sort of monitored in, in yesterday's game, really. And I think the stats of us being the 14th best in the league in terms of pass completion isn't really acceptable. And it's not as if we're that much of a long ball team where that, that stat can be sort of misconstrued. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, it's, it's one that I think Smith knows that we're probably not the best possession team. And again, it's the midfield that probably weren't great in terms of, it's a great opportunity for them to play against baggies. who are not a great side by any stretch of the imagination. And you want McGinn and Dougie to run that game. And I thought they started off brightly, but sort of faded, I'd say. Yeah, that's a good point. I think around the, the way that we pass, I, I've noticed it as well, and I, I think I agree with it. It seems to be that our passing it doesn't seem to be as crisp or as quick as other teams. We we seem to take our passing seems to take half a second longer to get to the player. Um, and you're, you're right about playing into the stride, and you see it time and time again where a player will be running down the right or the left, and will, 
they have to sort of stop in their in their tracks a little bit and then it stops momentum and then they have to go back and they have to build again so it's definitely something we need to work on uh, you know i think partly we you know we have tried to be a bit more direct this season and play on the counter so probably playing longer balls a bit direct uh which, which in terms of you know when you're playing shorter passes into feet um, and trying to gradually build a play, you're going to be more successful in your passes. But when you're playing a bit more direct and you're trying to do things a bit quicker and get into attacking third a lot quicker, then you are going to have issues around pass retention rates because, you know, for example, we do we ask a lot of Ollie Watkins. You know, we, we pay a lot of balls to him at his chest height, knee height that he has to control and do something with, which doesn't always work out. So and I think Watkins is actually one of the ones who's, looking at the stats, he's the one who's lost the ball the most times miscontrolled the ball most times in the seat in the season and Salah's the next next player which I, I don't think is a is a slight on Watkins I think it's just the way that we play you know is sometimes it's gonna it's gonna come off sometimes it's not Chadzi any any other further thoughts on on that or any of the things that you think were you know which wasn't good enough yesterday no I, I agree with that I was gonna say something similar around midfield passing you know there was a couple of times as well yesterday where we just passed it straight out for throwing just because they weren't quite on the same wavelength um which which just comes with playing together, doesn't it? A bit more and, and getting that bit more of a consistent, consistent selection in that midfield. It seems that every game we've got a different two or three in there, and it does take time to get used to how people play, how they make runs off the ball. So hopefully next season we've got a bit more of a set on midfield. We haven't, we don't struggle with injuries, and we, we can get back on the on the same wavelength a bit like we were at the start of the season when it, it did seem to be a bit crisper and. Um, and uh, sort of united in terms of how we play going forward. I think one thing for me that just frustrated me all season, it's probably for the last 10 years, to be honest, is our corners. You know, last night, it's not so much that the delivery last night was poor, it's just like there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of invention. You could see them screaming red and white, Target and Barkley were calling out the, the names of the, the, the calls that they were going to, um, where they were going to swing the ball into. And, it just I never feel like we're going to score from a corner. I know there's been one or two this season, but um, it's something I feel that we need to work on. We need to have a bit more invention, a bit more creativity in our set pieces and, and actually get back to those Martin O'Neill days when it felt that every time we did have a corner, we were going to score. Especially with the you know people like Mings and Concer and Davis when he's on the pitch. It's not like we we don't have players that can go and attack it. Uh, and then... What was totally unacceptable for me last night was Sam Johnston saving that Almo volley because if that, that goes in, it's goal of the season, goal of the decade, and Almo's oh, probably getting another year on his contract. Oh, yeah. Hit it too well, That's, isn't it? Hit it too well. Yeah, the old, the old if, if anything, he's hit it too well. He's hit it too well. But yeah, um, good luck to Sam Johnston. He's a, he's a good lad. Yeah, actually, you think about it. I think the only time we looked decent in corners was, was Davis was on and he hit the post from a, from a corner, didn't he? Conta got a header. But you know, we should, you're definitely right. We, the set pieces have been bad for a while. Uh, we, de- we were defending them badly last season, and we're defending them much better this season. But attacking wise, definitely needs to do better. Yeah, I think we had eleven corners, and I think we've had another eleven. We wouldn't have even scored. So obviously, West Brom are a bigger side than this, but it just feels like Mings is a big lad, but he doesn't really get on the end of many crosses. His concert is probably a bit more of a threat, I would say, at corners. And um, we ain't the biggest mm. of sides, so that I think that that plays against us. Yeah, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we need to be a bit more inventive. Earlier part of the season, we were taking a lot of short corners, weren't we? Um, we were not playing it long, which didn't didn't really work out anyway. So maybe we just need to work on it a bit more. I'm not really sure what to say, but need to, need to think of come up with some new ideas. 
But overall, you know, if you think about the balance of play, and, and like I said, I watched the game back. And, and when I first watched it, I was like, uh, not good enough. Yes, we looked bright for 20-odd minutes, but we lost, lacked a bit of composure. But you look again, you know, Watkins should score his chance. It's a one-on-one. He's got half the goal to aim at, and he hits it straight at the keeper. Davis hits the post. Um, we've had various numerous chances where we've gotten the final third behind the defence and we're playing the wrong ball. Troy again. Oh, we haven't got we've got a whole pod without mentioning Troy, and, and Jugsy hasn't mentioned how bad he was. So I'm, I'm trying not to. To be fair, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I've learned my lesson not to keep scapegoating. But the one thing I mentioned, yeah. sorry, is yeah, again, he was probably the pick of the, the worst performers yesterday. But his crossing, honestly, like he he tries to cross on his left foot, and some of the angles are like he's not even looked up at where the players are. He just puts the ball into the box, and he never gets the ball off off and. Uh, off ankle height. He's, he's trying to he's trying to drill 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 the ball in, wasn't yeah, he? He's trying it's to very like, drill technique. the crossing. I didn't really understand what he was trying. He just looks uncomfortable from start to finish sometimes. What he did well yesterday was uh, on his right foot mainly. Yeah, so yeah. he put a first time crossing across the box, which was to a fantastic his, yeah. ball. But I think not no one expected him to play with his right foot, so no one anticipated. And then the other one was where he got in the end of a ball where it was going out, and then again Watkins was like not alert enough. Now, I do think actually Watkins, you know, he worked hard yesterday, but I think there was instances yesterday where Watkins could have done better in terms of his alertness and his anticipation and then obviously his finishing as well, which is weird to say for Watkins because that's normally some of his strengths, but yeah, definitely mm. there was room for improvement there. Mm. And there was good, Al Ghazi came back into the side against Baggies. He scored his fifth goal against him and he was pretty bright, I thought. I thought when he got the ball, he looked to attack the full back and could go either side and he looked, I think with Barkley in the, in the team, our guys in target looked better because they had someone to play off on that left-hand side and we sort of overloaded that left-hand side like we do when, when we've got Jack in the team. And it just, yeah, we just looked better as a side for, uh, attacking perspective. And I think Chadzi mentioned it earlier, but I think Almo got into some great positions on that right-hand side, but he was just hesitant to cross the ball in. And when he did cross it in, he sort of overhit. So I'm not sure if it's because of lack of practice or whatever, but I thought that was really disappointing. I thought it was a perfect time for Almo to be in that side yesterday where we've got a lot of possession and he's going to be in in dangerous positions. So, yeah, I think... His, yeah, it's his... weird. It was, he was playing quite na- quite narrow as well, wasn't he? And especially in the second half, he was sort of playing almost like a central midfielder at times with Troy out, out to, the, to the right. I'm not really sure what that was about. But, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, he was rusty, ring rusty, wasn't he? And uh, he got caught in behind a few times as well. Uh, balls in behind when he got attracted to the ball as well. So, you know, hopefully, Cash, well, Cash will come back. Obviously, next next week, so that that will improve things. Um, as long as he's not as uh, rash as he was last time out. Right, boys. Well, I think that's it. That's enough for for today. Uh, unless you've got anything else to add. Yeah, I just saw a stat earlier this morning, and I thought it's quite a positive stat to look at, and Chad will love it. Um, it was our fifth game since the 2010-11 season where we've played where we've been safe from relegation. So mathematically quite, safe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So quite an interesting start to say, right, well, sums up how poor we've been over the last 10 years and a bit of positivity to say that we've, yeah, made some good grounds and it's positive and we should look upwards to say that this season uh, there has been improvements and there's something to build on, really. Also, fans back in stadiums yesterday at Wembley, just magical. It's just a totally different game. It's a totally different sport. It actually means something with fans in stadiums. So, I generally enjoyed watching that cup final for the first time, watching any football game other than Villa for a long time. So, fingers crossed that we get selected in the uh, in the ballot for the Chelsea game. But more importantly, let's get Villa part full in August and get back to a bit of normality because that's all that matters really. It's 
it's a sport for the fans. It's a sport for going and enjoying the day out, and the rest of it is just just irrelevant, basically. Every neutral game I watch, it's it's just not the same, is it? Um, even Villa games to an extent. Uh, I do think with fans in the stadium, I don't think we go on this bad run. I think I think we we've managed to find a result out of somewhere. So yeah, look forward to that. That's what it's all about, isn't it? End of the day. Um, but you know, I, I do think with what's happened in the last couple of weeks and what's going on with Villa and other teams as well, every team seems to be in a bad patch of form. I think fans are just like waiting for the summer, waiting for the Euros, aren't they? They just want they just want the league, the season to be over. And and most things are pretty much set now. The bottom three pretty much knows what everyone knows what's going to happen. Who's going to win the league? The top three. There's only only really the the f- number probably the fourth Champions League position that's up for grabs and maybe the two Euro places as well, but not much else to play for. So it is fizzling out a little bit. But I, I do think as Ch- a point that Chazzy made earlier, momentum so important. If we end up losing five or six games the rest of the season, then, you know, I think there's going to be a, I think fans, not all fans, but some fans might turn a little bit and it will be a quite negative atmosphere. So really think it's important we, we use this performance as a, a bit of a foundation to then push on and and try and pick up some points. You know, Everton next week um, is an important game. And I'm like Chadzi as well. There's always a bit of hope there. You win four or five games in a row and you manage to sneak into the top seven and get a Euro place. But I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But we'll be back uh, probably during the week for a preview at some stage, probably Thursday or Friday of the Everton game. And then obviously Jugsy and Chads will be back for the Everton game post, post-match post review. Thanks again to the guys. Uh, try to do something a little bit different this week and focus a bit more on the match. I, th- I thought, thought it was a really good, some really good points raised and it felt good actually to talk about the match and, and get some things off our chest. But thanks for listening. Uh, all the usual spiel, please do follow and subscribe to our pod and follow us on Twitter at Villa Podcast, all one word. Um, we'll be back next week uh, with a couple of pods and we look forward to Having you listen to our pods then, and thanks again to the boys. Thanks for listening. Up the villa, up the Keenan, up the Dino, up the Wesley. I love it. Manu, bhot changa lagda. <laughs>